Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. All right, moms, dads, parents, and guardians, welcome back to another episode of Fearlessly Parody. I am back with Megan Ediger. Megan shares with us openly about her experiences with anxiety and depression, how taking care of her physical mental health impacts her mental health and vice versa. She was once overwhelmed from being a mom of three who had no idea who she was or what she needed to be to fulfill herself as a mom and as a wife. But she's here today to pour value into you and help you moms, you young moms, and you parents who have young parents. Oh, I can't believe I just said that. So you moms and dads, uh, let's up here butcher it again. Usually don't do three takes, but I'm, I'm going to do that here. Sure. Okay, three, two, one. All right, moms, dads, parents, and guardians, we're back again with Megan Edgar. I'm going to have my own little drink here. <laughs> you know what? It's lunchtime. Oh, I'm no. Lunch, so blood sugar thing, but I'm going to get it in three, two, one. All right, moms, dads, parents, and guardians. Welcome once again to the Fiercely Parody Podcast. I'm back with Megan Ediger. Megan shares openly with others about her experience with anxiety, depression, and how taking care of her physical health impacts her mental health and vice versa. She was once an overwhelmed teenage mom who had no idea who she was or what she needed to be to be a successful mom and a successful wife. But she is here today to add value to our parents. So without any further ado, here's Megan. Megan, thank you for being on my podcast here today. Uh, you know, you were a young mom. And I think when you were 18 years of age, you became a mom and had your first child. Mm-hmm. And you had three and at age 23, you had that last child. So you were really, really young to be having three children. So that's a time span of about five years. So that meant your oldest at the time you had your youngest was probably just getting into kindergarten. Or, yeah. mm-hmm. or So you had baby, toddler, kindergarten. That had to be a wild household at that time with those three little ones. 
It was. And, you know, because we were starting so young and we were trying to like catch up with all the things that we quote should have been doing um, while we were getting married and having babies. So we were both working full time and going to school at night. And my husband had a second job because daycare is very expensive. Um, And so we were very much in hustle mode and we would wake up in the morning and we would just go until we went to sleep at night. Um, And so there was not a lot of communication at the time. There was not a lot of relaxing and rejuvenating um, at the time. And I think that's something that a lot of people can um, kind of connect with. Yes. Uh, whether you're young or you got married a little bit later in life, those are things we all have to deal with. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you, uh, when did anxiety and depression first show up for you? Yeah, that's a great question. So knowing what I know now, I can see that anxiety has always been with me. It's always been with me. I just didn't have the vocabulary to explain it. Um, It did not become something that I really started looking into until I was in my mid-20s. So after I had children, um, I started to understand this word anxiety. And so I started to understand that this is what I'm experiencing. um, And I had that vocabulary now. So that made me feel a little bit more comfortable with it. Um, And it wasn't until my early 30s that I was having chronic panic attacks, you know, several times a week, unable to go to work some days, um, feeling physically sick some days, like I had the flu, but, you know, I didn't have the flu. I was physically fine, but I just felt um, like I couldn't get out of bed. Um, And so when I was in my early 30s, I finally went to... um, seek a diagnosis and get some help. And that's when I was very surprised to learn that not only do I have the anxiety that I always knew about, uh, but that I also had clinical depression as well. So when you found that out, how did you feel about yourself? Because I imagine that there's a lot of people out there that are dealing with this and they, they're, they're faced with this and they feel lesser than who they really are. And they, I imagine you were very hard on yourself. I, I know that I would be, but that's yeah. not necessarily a good thing, is it? Or correct? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I was very, very surprised, like I said, to learn about the depression because I didn't consider myself to be a sad person. I'm pretty upbeat in general. I'm a pretty positive person. Um, but depression is more than that. Um, it's in the way that you think it's in, um, you know, how you feel it's, it's more than just sadness. I'll I'll just leave it at that. Um, and so I had a hard time kind of accepting that. And I really had to take some time and space to learn about what depression is, learn about how I experience depression because everyone experiences these symptoms a little bit differently. Um, and more recently, I've learned how my anxiety and depression interact with each other, because if mm-hmm. if I let it go unmanaged, um, one will feed the other and I can kind of spiral pretty quickly. So if I understand you correctly, you, you went and say, OK, this this is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm dealing with. And, and it, OK, what's going to be the way forward? Yeah. And, and how does all of this work? And uh, what she's telling you, if I'm understanding things correctly, you you can't deal with that which you are unaware of. 
you can't address that which you're not facing. And you can't even face it if you don't know that you have it. So talk to us about the importance of not only get, if you're not feeling right and you feel mm-hmm. that something's going on, that, that it is okay to look into that. You're not broken. You're, you're not a bad person. You're just human. Mm-hmm. And there are people out there that we said in the first segment that will help you, but you just got to seek it. Let, let's talk about that for a moment. Yeah. Um, thank you for saying that because I think that a lot of people can connect with that feeling of um, I feel broken or I feel like I don't deserve to feel this way. Like other people have it worse than me type of thing. Um, you kind of invalidating your own experience. And the last thing I'll say about that is that I accepted a lot of my symptoms as this is just how life is supposed to be. Of course, I'm overwhelmed. Of course, I'm cranky. Of course, I'm tired. I have three kids. I'm a mom. Um, I just accepted that that's what my life looked like. And, you know, life is not really meant to be lived that way. No, it's not. And uh, we, a lot of times we, we, we take ourselves way too seriously. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm one of those. I'm really hard on myself. And, um, and sometimes I don't give myself credit, but sometimes you just got to take a step back and uh, not fall into this perfectionism. You know, you, you don't have to be that mom next door because, again, we talked about the grass being a greener on the other side. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they they dry their laundry. They just may use a dryer where maybe you hang yours out on the line for everybody to see. Everybody can see yours, but they got dirty laundry too. Yeah. Uh, their, their house is not perfect. Nobody is perfect, but that's okay. You don't have to be perfect. But let's talk about how that anxiety and depression can affect you as a parent, and why we need to get help when we're feeling this way. Yeah, I would say the biggest ways it impacts my self as a parent and my ability to parent is that, um, number one, I can get very short. I have a very short fuse. Um, I get very um, impatient with my children. I will snap at them. Um, when, especially when I'm in this anxious state, um, it doesn't take a lot to kind of set me over the edge, I guess I should say. Um, so that's, that's the anxiety piece. So I'm just like, not, not easy to be around. Cause I'm always kind of snapping at someone right. Um, with the depression, um, if I let that go and I allow that to kind of take over, it prevents me from being able to take care of myself. Um, So, of course, I have trouble then caring for my children in like providing them meals that I cook at home, um, getting them to where they need to be, like all of those day-to-day things that that are supposed to be things that you can just go out and do, they become like mountains that I have to climb. Um, So those are the two biggest ways that I see it impacting my ability to, to parent. 
And it, it sounds like as you've become older and you have a better understanding of this, that you're actually making your mental health a priority. Well, well we're doing this interview right now. It's in May, and, and May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So, Megan, tell us, why do parents, uh, moms and dads, why do they need to take mental health seriously? specifically anxiety and depression. Yeah. But it doesn't get out of control. I would say, um, number one, because you're not alone in this experience. One in five people will experience some sort of mental health something at some point in their life. Um, So more than that, for me, I want to be a good role model for my children because they too are likely to experience something like this in their future. And I want them to know that it's okay to take space for yourself. It's okay to cancel plans and not go to the party because you need some downtime this weekend. It's okay to um, take a day off from school if you need it. Like these sort of things that, you know, when I was growing up, it was like, you can't do that. Like you have these obligations. Um, But, you know, I want them to know that it's okay for them to protect their peace. And, if they are experiencing symptoms that they are not able to manage with the coping skills that I'm now giving them, um, that it's okay to seek help so that they don't go too far down this path or too far into a dark hole that makes it harder for them to get out of. Well, you know, Megan, we are chief role models and our kids are always watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may not think that they're watching, but they're watching. Thank so you. the fact that you, know that and that you're wanting to be a role model and you wanted them to learn from you how to how not only to cope with this but how to positively deal with it i think that that's a wonderful thing because a lot of times we as parents we have a tendency we don't want our children to see our weaknesses we don't want them to see uh the things that we consider bad about ourselves, but we got to be real, don't we? We, we got to be real with our kids. Mom and dad have problems. We're not perfect. So they, they know it's okay not to be perfect. And they know it's okay to reach out for help. And by you being a role model, Megan, and, and praise the Lord that, that your children have you and that your husband has you as a wife is that when you're that role model and you give your kids the freedom, the freedom to be able to interact with you and talk about those things are going to put your children on a much firmer foundation when they are ready to leave the house at 18, 19 years of age. So I I want to say praise you for that. I, I, I know that and I'm not saying that she's perfect, Bob and Dad's, because uh, she'll probably be the first one to tell you uh, that that's not the case. But she she is out there simply trying to be the best version of Megan that she can be for her kids and her husband. And I think anybody trying to do that, that is praiseworthy. Mm-hmm. And so we've reached the end of this particular uh, episode, and, and Megan, I. I want to have you come back for another segment because I want to just keep this conversation going. Uh, I I think mental health is so important. And and there are a couple other things that I want to talk to you about. Is that okay? Sure. Yeah, I'd love that. All right. So we'll get that knocked out. But 
moms and dads, parents and guardians, until the next episode. God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode. Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians, for listening to today's Fearless Parenting Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was once said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie, who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.